the art, the clothes. We put this show on the road. The Vatican getting exposed. You better stay on your toes. Repo, telling the land, focus on the ego. Open my heart, let go of the ego. Ran out the grid, I'm stacking up these C-notes. Fast, fast. Fuck it, we gon' put this show on our back. Fast, fast. Found out the hacks, put it in any rap. I talk factos, that's they babe, I go astro. Floating focused on my cash flow. We plant star seeds to make the grass grow. I'm a real floater, I do what I wanna. Stacking the winter, some bathing the summer. My chakras align and I shock them like Blanco. Only part we acknowledge a nigga is Paolo. At these events, I'm a guard to my people. Got out the streets, yeah, we dodging a Rico. Game of roulette, I'm a casino. The game wasn't fair, yeah, the odds wasn't equal. Squad got the Chico, my squad got the Chico. Game in a drought, yeah, they starving the people. Blaming and doubt, make it harder to eat, yo. Not a placebo, that's not a placebo. Okay. The food, the art, the clothes. We put this show on the road. The Vatican getting exposed. You better stay on your toes. Repo, telling the land, focus on the ego. Open my heart, let go of the ego. Ran out the ground, I'm stacking up these C-notes. Fast, fast. Fuck it, we gon' put this show on our back. Art of my district, heart of the mystics, started for biscuits. Father the isfits, martyr the misfits. God is my witness, God on my hate list. Moving up weight, we started with fitness. Moving with states, we part of the riches. Give me the blues, my heart is in Memphis. It's part of adventure, started my venture. The F is for food, the A is for art, the C is for clothes, I'm playing my part. T is for tech, I'm playing it smart. S is for shelter, I stay in the park. Acres on acres get lost in the dark. We playing a part, we playing it smart. Facts, facts, okay. Yeah. The food, the art, the clothes. Yeah, 40th episode, so we definitely...
we had to uh you know step up and name today's episode 40 water right i mean for for for, for many reasons of course um we've been making a lot of connections to the water and the spirit you know um we are in the aquarian age we are in the season of aquarius for that matter which definitely speaks to this whole aspect of water bearing um and just you know the the the, the fluid nature of how these particular sunday services have flowed effortlessly you know um one after the other you okay yeah, excuse me. Okay. Yeah, the 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 need of water. Uh, you need some water right now. <laughs> we gotta get you some water. And um, there's a whole aspect again. You know, when when we speak about the interpretation of scripture, there's this concept that a lot of people run with, and it's called turning water to wine. And today we really have to ask some hard questions about the literal nature of scripture versus the symbolism of it. If you buy into literalism of it, you have to buy into all of it. So you believe that there was a, um, a, a, a ocean or sea that was split. You know, you believe that an angel impregnated a woman and she had the son of God you believe that a serpent in the garden spoke to two naked people and told them they was naked. If you buy into the literalism of it, then you got to buy into all of it. If you buy into the literalism of it, then you buy into this concept that there was actually a man <clears throat> who walked on water, who turned water to wine, a lot of water symbolism. But if you understand it for what it is, which purely is symbolism, if you understand it for what it is, which purely is allegory. <clears throat> who walked on water, who turned water to wine, who turned water to wine. What's going on, babe? Yeah, once again in the shot, y'all can one shot right here. One, Give me one second, y'all. Something's going on. All right. Something's going on. My brother's having an episode on the other side. Give me one second. Hmm. But yes, as I was saying, this whole aspect of literalism versus allegorial symbolism, you know, it's at a point where we can't necessarily hold anybody's hands through this. You have to make your own discernment and your own decisions about how you interpret reality. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what this all comes down to. Your ability to interpret reality and see things for what they, for uh, for what it is. Um, we cannot take our eyes out of our heads and place it in your head. You're going to be responsible for what you see, how you decipher what you see. You know what I'm saying? And discerning what's in front of your face. You know, because this whole aspect of spirituality it more so deals with things that are unseen but if you have the the inability to decipher the things that are seen how are you going to perfect you know discerning or feeling or interpreting things that are unseen so it's the things that are in front of you that we're seeing with the eyes of flesh that pretty much are deceiving us that we we can't pretty much put a grasp on 
um and whatever's being fed to our visuals you know along with a story that seems to be what it is that we're running with you know what i'm saying um with little to no interpretation of how this actually makes sense you know like they got a weather balloon up in the sky <laughs> saying that it came from china and um you know you 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 live in a country with some of the best air defense in the world and there's thousands of satellites you know what i'm saying and if they are watching with a hawk eye with an eagle eye everything that china does because they have to be able to defend taiwan right as a political gesture to that particular place and they know that they're at uh, they're on pins and needles when it comes to that particular escalation. How can a weather balloon get all the way from China into the U.S. airspace without nobody knowing what time it is? It just makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that you have to scratch your head about and say, wow, you know, I have to be able to go within to, to ascertain the answers that I need because if you are relying on anything on a on a on a television, if you're like relying on anything visually that they're presenting to you and putting in front of your face, you're gonna be fooled every single time, right? Because now you're dealing with these master technologists. So I know that it's a little bit too far gone for some people to scale all the way back, you know, and be like, damn, I'm I'm forced to look at this book as a book of symbolism and not literalism. But once again, right, we were raised on a lot of fairy tales, but you have to ask yourself again, if you buy into the literalism of this book, you have to buy into all of it, right? You got to buy into all of the literalism of the book. And that's very difficult to do. You're a grown person believing that there's snakes speaking to people in the garden. You're a grown person believing that somebody can use a staff and open up a, a, an ocean. And you're also led to believe that that's not magic. That they can create a staff into a serpent and a serpent into a staff. But that's not magic, right? That's God. You feel me? But oh, once again, if, if you could appreciate the symbolism that's being explained, if you could understand the mythology that's being interpreted, right, then you can hopefully you know retrieve what is attempting to be said or or conveyed to you through these messages and these stories that were not made for the profane you know they didn't write scripture so all of the masses can understand they wrote scripture for priesthoods you know what i'm saying for people who were initiated into certain understandings into the arcane knowledge can rule over the profane with interpretations of the information now we are in a deluge of information called the aquarian age where everyone has access to everything with no initiation right and then they're out here giving false interpretation of not only these scriptures but almost anything and everything you know what i'm saying this available and accessible to us so ironically um and again if you're new to this channel it's news this information the way that we decipher scripture is we align it to the gregorian calendar because 
this is a book of astrology it is a book that is astro theological the majority of everything in this book is speaking about something cosmic to a degree and then you can also correlate it to an anthropomorphic description meaning that it has a connection and a correlation to your body because your body is directly connected to the cosmos as above so below right so these are the stories that are being told and interpreted in these books in scripture um ironically once again we go into scripture and look at the chapter and the verse that coincides with the date on the gregorian calendar so today's february 5th so we go and we look at uh two five scriptures and two fours as well because you know we want to acknowledge the fact that um this weekend comes in pairs saturday sunday sometimes friday sometimes monday right there's a consistency amongst the scripture that we find that coincides with two five um that speaks about slavery and servitude right and again this is the danger of literalism okay the same way that someone misinterpreted this book and took a literal interpretation was the same way that they were able to convince themselves and others that they had the right of rulership over said nations and other people and this is allegedly supposedly how our people may have ended up in servitude as well right because of misinterpretation of scripture them taking one thing and misinterpreting it to mean something else and then using that as an overlay right or justification to run down on people okay whereas you know the real question that you should have is that are you a slave are you in servitude to your creator and is that a relationship that you sign up for is that part of your contract and your covenant are you comfortable with that and do you want to amend you know the whatever the rules are to said contract or said relationship at this particular point in time right are you comfortable with being a slave to your creator is that the relationship that you want so let's go through some of these things all right let's go through some of these quote-unquote scriptures and then let them speak see what they say in commonality all right and again you know it's, it's it's very important that we have an understanding of what these terms mean okay and everything's open to interpretation so just because i'm saying it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true you should have an understanding for yourself and then i would uh beckon you to go forward at some point and do further research you know what i'm saying definitely do further research don't take anything that i'm saying as um quote unquote uh biblical law canon you gotta go and do your own research right so in my education you know when they're speaking about jerusalem when they're speaking about zion when they're speaking about these places they're speaking about higher consciousness you know the book is an interpretation of you getting into your higher consciousness as opposed to your lower consciousness hence the fact that it's a um repetitive story about good versus evil you know good being higher consciousness evil being lower consciousness right the things that connect you to this earth plane 
the things that are mundane, right? The things that evolve our emotional states, the things that we entertain in flesh, right? The fall of man, as opposed to you being in your higher, loftier states, your elevated states, your Christ consciousness, right? Where 144,000 are found in your crown chakra, right? These are these attainable states that you get to in your right brain consciousness by way of meditation. I've been listening to a lot of Bill Donahue lately, right? Um, and it's, 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 and it's, been, it's on point, you know? A refreshing, renewed way to interpret scripture based on symbolism, understanding astrology, right? So we can understand ourselves. So we can understand these basic instructions before leaving earth and not get pretty much hit over our head by the emotionalism of what religion entails, especially when people, you know, have possession of this information and they want to rule over other people who don't necessarily know what time it is. Okay. So let's go to, um, let's go to Isaiah 2, 4, 2, 4 and 2, 5, right? He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So that's definitely a prayer that we all want to see manifest. You know, we all want to see the day where there's no need and necessities for swords and spears and war, right? That there can be a governing, quote unquote, creator or Lord that will govern over the nations and settle disputes and things of that nature, right? And we we kind of saw a, a, a flash out of what that's supposed to look like um, last week when the Pope, the woke Pope went to Congo and he went to Sudan and it was billed as a tour of peace, right? Um, ever since he's been in the seat, you know what I'm saying? He has been going around to different countries, allegedly, you know, spreading the gospel of peace, right? Because Jesus is supposed to be the Prince of Peace, things of that nature. But we also understand that the destabilization, the destabilization of the continent of Africa in particular is one that was brought about uh, by the papal bulls that were issued by the Pope, specifically um the doctrine of discovery in 1493 may 4th 1493 by pope alexander VI. okay he issued something called the intercaterra which is a papal bull that split the earth in two parts west and east and he gave portugal all of the rights to um conquer the planet in the eastern part of the planet right which we call the oriental in the name of quote unquote jesus christ and then the west which is the occidental right he gave it to spain hence the fact you know how these quote unquote um the continent over here was dominated initially by conquistadors right uh central south and north america initially 
right? Hence the fact of Columbus and the rest of them. Y'all know the narrative, you know the story. So it's very insensitive for him, right, to then go into a sovereign nation such as the Congo, meet with the president first, and then speak to the youth a day later and tell them to rise up against corruption in their uh an equivalency to their white house so you meet with the president then you turn around and tell the people of the land to rebel against the president and his politics because of corruption but if you're familiar with the vatty leaks and we'll definitely be covering all of this in our lecture when in rome three there's no bigger probe of corruption than the vatican right now they're in court because of corruption they have a sovereign bank for which they have been money laundering for forever right <laughs> all the way back to the nazis and even before that there's nobody more corrupt than the vatican banks you know and all of these conquests that people are attempting you know to um to enact for the most part all of these have been sanctioned by the church all politics and religions are tied in hand in hand you know what i'm saying so corporate interests in the backyard of the congo for mineral resources right they died they tie directly into what the quote-unquote church ordains and that money is going to get wrenched and repeat through the vatican banks and money laundered anyway so you know is 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 that a noble gesture is that something that the church represents that is speaking with you know an open heart no definitely not you know what i'm saying definitely not it's political theater and it's just setting the grounds for what uh, ultimately is going to be a theater of war that's going to crack off and break off in, in africa and again we have predicted here that the next pope will either be from haiti or africa because africa is the only place on the planet with a progressive youthful population everywhere else is dealing with population decline right africa not only is the only place with the most progressive youthful population in the congo in particular but also they are the only country or the only continent on the planet with a progressive uh, population of people who are adopting Christianity and Catholicism in particular, right? So in order for the church to exist in this oncoming epoch of the Aquarian age, which deals with spirituality, they have to either circumvent all spiritual forces or, you know, combine with them. So why not go to the Congo and then go to Sudan, a place where scientists have said it's the cradle of civilization as of lately they came out with research saying that the oldest humans come from the sudan all right so you know you 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 got to scratch your head and say you know are these people actually representing scripture or have they usurped this book for their own political purposes right so isaiah deals with a lot of dreams anyway this is not something that is actualized, you know, because God is the one who ordains wars. He is the one who has commissioned, you know, one group of people to go and run down another group of people and take their land and take their shit in the name of said God, right? And he's banging out against other quote-unquote gods, right? Jeremiah 2, 4, and 2, 5. 
Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all of the clans of the house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? They worship worthless idols only to become worthless themselves. So, you know, there's this love and hate relationship that he has with his people. He go back and forth. Sometimes he'd be like, you guys are the uh, ordained ones, you know what I'm saying, who have been promised X, Y, and Z. And then he turns around and, you know, he 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 be dumping on them, he's shitting on them. And you would think that they're the worst of the worst. You feel me? So that's a real weird position to have, especially if you're turning around and telling them that they're the chosen people and they got access to all of the, uh, everybody else's agoyim, everybody else's, you know, for the most part, Gentiles. And they're there in service to the chosen. I mean, look how they operate and act on that edict to this day right but there's a lot of contempt that comes along with said people again if you take this literal right or if you understand the symbolism of what's being said right so let's go into lamentations 2 5 the lord is like an enemy he has swallowed up israel he has swallowed up all her palaces and destroyed her strongholds he has multiplied mourning and lamentations for daughter judah once again right it's like a <laughs> you know you you never know what you're getting with this situation in this relationship it's on pins and needles is it's, it's so dysfunctional one minute you know he's the fav they're the favored and they're the daughters and you know, he's protecting them with all of his might and smiting down Egypt and other places that do them wrong. And then the next minute, you know what I'm saying? They're like, uh, they're like a bastard child. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're receiving all of his contempt. So is God emotional? Is he undecisive? You know what I'm saying? Does, does, does he go through bouts of depression and things of that nature? Like one has to act. Acts. Or the people who he has ordained and commissioned with his covenant and his blessings and his gifts, are they unworthy of these things? And he has to always pull back and, and do things to them that are disastrous, you know what I'm saying? And remind them who's in charge. You, you feel me? Like, that's not the devil doing that. It's not the devil doing that, you know what I'm saying? That's God himself. Ezekiel 2.5. And whether they listen or refuse to listen, for remember, they are rebels. At least they will know that they had a prophet amongst them. Okay? So once again, you know, this discontinued conversation about these rebellious people, you know, who are hard to convince, their necks are stiff and their heads are hard. Who does that sound like today? Right? But their refusal to see or to listen but at some point, one day, they will know that they had prophets amongst them. Now, who does that sound like? Right? Does that sound like the Jewish people? Or does that sound like our people? Anyway, let's go to Daniel's 2.5. But the king said to the astrologers, I am serious about this. If you don't tell me what my dream was and what it means, you will be torn limb from limb. 
and your houses will be burned into heaps of rubble. Woo! Jesus Christ. So, once again, we find this repetitive a return in the book to astrologers and soothsayers and seers, right? And, and they still reserve a level of reverence in scripture, right? There's, of course, there's passages in the Bible where, quote unquote, God spoke ill of them. And you know what I'm saying? He spoke greasy about them, but he ain't waged war on them, right? He didn't destroy them. He wasn't hitting them with lightning bolts. You feel me? He was just like, yo, y'all stealing some of, my, some of my shine from, you know what I'm saying? Let me shine. Let me come through like the sun and shit. I need some worship and praise too. But there's never been a time either in the past or the present when people have not consulted astrologers for their information or interpretations of things that need to be known. They said that all billionaires have astrologers as advisors. You feel me? All billionaires are not necessarily um, the most religious of people. If anything, uh, it's the opposite. Right? So once again, this is a book of astrology. This is a book of, you know, because these signs have already been told, right? The writing is on the wall. The wall is over your head. You know what I'm saying? They call it the canopy in the sky. And these levels of interpretations that have been made or have been able to be made, you know, the, the fact that they can speak so far into the future and sound as if they are prophets or what have you is because they're reading the signs. They're reading the signs that are in the stars. Somebody was responsible for putting them there, you know, and all praises to thee. Okay. But this is still a book of astrology. Um, Amos 2 5. I will send fire on Judah that will consume the fortresses of Jerusalem. That, like I said, there's a commonality across scripture on two fives dealing with today where there's just contempt, right? On the said people of the book that's supposed to be the chosen people. And then we're going to hear this common theme about servitude and slavery. Zechariah 2 4 to 2 5. The other angel said, hurry and say to that young man, Jerusalem will someday be so full of people and livestock that there won't be enough room for everyone. Many will live outside the city walls. Then I myself will be a protective wall of fire around Jerusalem, says the Lord, and I will be the glory inside the city. Right. Like I said, uh, <laughs> there's a very contemptuous relationship that he seems to have he's somewhat bipolar with these people or these concepts okay acts 2 5 now there were dwelling in jerusalem god-fearing jews from every nation under heaven okay so if they're speaking about a physical location it sounds like it's a cosmopolitan city you know that was comprised of quote unquote, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. So, you know, is it just one nation that can be these people or is it all nations? You know what I'm saying? What qualifies a Jew at the end of the day? 
Let's go to Romans 2, 4 to 2, 5, right? And, and let me put the proclamation out there that um, Lionsgate Ministries and Mineral Ministries, we're non-denominational, mostly conversational and sometimes confrontational, right? We, um, we exercise the right to ask the questions that are necessary that as children we could not ask in Bible school or in church, you know, we are the children that got kicked out for asking these questions. But as we're so deep in the game of life at this particular point in our lives, we reserve the right to ask the questions that need to be asked, you know, to derive the understanding that needs to be understood, especially if you tell me that, you know, the price to pay is my soul either burning in hell, you know what I'm saying, or passing through the gates of heaven. I, I need to know what I need to know. And we have every right to ask the questions same way that we could go to chat gpt and ask a query or a question you know the the answer is best qualified by the nature of the questions that we ask so it's the same way that we're framing these questions again um not out of blasphemy or contempt but we we just need to know especially the things that don't necessarily make sense to us so romans 2 4 to 2 5 so don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that this kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. I mean, this sounds like an abusive relationship, my nigga. Like... <laughs> you know one of the relationships where you in where once again the shit go bipolar you know they're, they're telling you what to do and as long as you listen everything is gonna be good but the minute that you don't listen or start asking questions god damn it the wrath of all wraths is about to fall on your head and they call it righteous judgment but a day of anger is coming so how can someone who is non-physical not a man entertain and 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 especially in the highest form of their consciousness the loftiest form of it where does anger come in at because that seems to be like a very human trait a very emotional trait you know what i'm saying it, it just i you know we have to ask questions again god don't take this the wrong way you endowed us with the right to um discern and and to ask questions to formulate thought and this is us exercising it you know so you may know yourself as one inquisitive mfr one corinthians 2 4 to 2 5 and my message and my preaching were very plain huh. rather than using clever and persuasive speeches i rely only on the power of the holy spirit I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. You feel me? I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So in the scripture, 1 Corinthians, which was written by Paul. Um, and normally when Paul is writing, he's interpreting the teachings of, quote unquote, Jesus, right? 
Jesus is saying what? That his messages and his preachings were very plain rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, you know, uh, because he represents what? The power of the Holy Spirit. And man is using, you know, guile and finesse. You feel me? But all of this shit is confusing. You know what I'm saying? So who, because it's like, all right, did you come to clean up the um, persuasive and clever speeches from God in the Old Testament? Because they was hella confusing. They was hella contradictory. You know what I'm saying? So again, who's who and what's what? Colossians 2.5. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Okay, I'll repeat that. Colossians 2.5. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So, yeah, you know, absent from you in body, but present with you in spirit, okay? There is, you know, the, the, the book says that there's always watchers watching over you, right? Yeah, somebody in the, in the chat wrote, Holy Spirit equals Akashic Records, your DNA, your spirit, the breath. You know what I'm saying? All of these things are within and without you. All of these things can necessarily, you know, the water in your body is recording everything that you do, right? The crystals in your body as well as recording everything that you do. But they're speaking about a spiritual essence that is not in your body, but it's of spirit. You feel me? And that is delighted when you do right. You know what I'm saying? And, and you show discipline in your faith. Um, again, all of these things are up for interpretation and I'm not necessarily allowed to tell you what it is that they mean. You know, we're having a conversation. You should come to a, a level of discernment for yourself in your personal space to be like, yo, this is what this means. You know what I'm saying? Because I can only lend my opinion at the end of the day. I don't know it all. Hebrews 2, 4 to 2, 6. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. And furthermore, it is not angels who will, who will control the future world we are talking about. For it was not two angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. Now that's deep. Right. We'll, we'll read that one over because this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Get that with that back. <laughs> right. God also testified to it by signs, wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Right. So he's being choosy. And furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. 
for it was not two angels that God subjected the world to come of which we are speaking. Right. But at the same time, it was fallen angels that he subjected the world to because he sent them here before you. And they got to learn the darkness before they had to interpret the light of which now you come into the light. But according to scripture, you're being uh, finessed in the garden. You know what I'm saying? By these things that are symbolic of the old wise serpent, which is a euphemism they're saying for Shaitan or Satan, right? Who got to know the lay of the land before you did because he got here before you did with 33% or one third of fallen angels. So how can man have dominion over a place that also he has to combat and wrestle with the forces of darkness or quote unquote evil? That allegedly are so supreme or so badass that you know God has put a, a stopwatch or a time on when the, the the ass kicking for them will happen, but it ain't happened yet. So when is this time that man's supposed to have dominion over earth? If he destroys them and there's only a thousand years of rain, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't get that yet, when do you have dominion over earth? He he double it's like a double deal. He double booked earth. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come of which we are speaking. Right. So let's go to James 2 5. And again, show where this kind of like bumps his head at. Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? So again, is this kingdom that he speaks of the kingdom of earth or the kingdom of heaven? And is this in order like to uh, receive this? Is this after death? Is this after the rapture for that matter? Right. I mean, th these are questions that we can ask, right? Or the spirit or the kingdom within. And is this to be attained in this particular lifetime by you shutting out all of the things in the world, getting into meditation and accessing the right hemisphere of your brain, which has been shut off, right? The, the aspect of creativity, not literalism by interpreting this book in a literal fashion to say, oh, this is specifically what's being said to the letter no, it, even Paul wrote, it's not to the letter of the law, it's to the spirit of the word. So you can't get into the letter of the law because the letter of the law, again, this is what they was utilizing to say, oh, you know, slavery is, 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 is just, you know what I'm saying? This is the misinterpretation of the letter of the law is what was utilized time and time again to subjugate people around this planet by misinterpretation of the letter of the law. So what does the spirit of the of the of the of the word say? Right? Who's focusing on that? Revelations 2 5. Therefore, keep in mind how far you have fallen. Repent and perform the deeds you did at first. 
But if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from this place. From its place. Right? He's going to turn your lights out. He's going to remove the lampstand from his place. He's going to snuff your flame and turn your lights out and remove the lampstand. And you're going to be back to pure darkness. Right? So once again, Revelations 2.5. Therefore, keep in mind how you how far you have fallen. Repent and perform the deeds you did at first. But if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from his place. So either he's talking to man or he's talking to the fallen angels. Right? Again, that's for you to interpret. But look, coincidingly, once again, like I said, the only way to interpret scripture, in my opinion, is to read it like this because it tells a story. So we go to 2 Peters 2, 4 to 2, 5. And then he say, right after what I just finished saying, for God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell in gloomy pits of darkness where they are being held until the day of judgment. Now, hold on. And then we go to 2 Peter 5. It said, and God did not spare the ancient world except for Noah and the seven others in his family. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment, so God protected Noah when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with a vast flood. Hmm. Now, they say that it took God three times to get it right. Three times. He didn't get it right with Adam. He didn't get it right with Noah. They say he finally got it right with Abraham. Right? The thrice king. He got it right on the third go. But here they're saying, well, they're just even just speaking about this particular period in time when he had to wipe the slate clean because he did it more than once. He had to, they said. Right? No one is seven others in his family right he did not spare god did not spare the ancient world except for noah so he destroyed the ancient world one time he had to destroy the world after adam then he destroyed the world after noah and then once abraham got it right right we've been going forward ever since dealing with the divinic line and all the way up into jesus right and then all of what it is that we're dealing with today right but again, I find it interesting. Who is he speaking to in Revelations 2 5? Therefore, keep in mind how far you have fallen, repent and perform the deeds you did at first. And what were the deeds that they did at first? They were obedient, right? They were not in defiance, they were performing their angelic duties, right? But that's a again, that could be a euphemism to the children of Israel as well. They held the covenant, right? They performed the, the, the holy sacraments and the rites. If you was a Levite, those holy sacraments included animal sacrifice and the right animal sacrifice because he killed the children of, Abra of Aaron for putting the wrong incense on a goddamn altar. So these levels, again, if to, if, if to be taken literal, 
are so precise and concise. And then my question to the um, Hebrew Israelites of today and the black Jews is like, do you perform the same animal sacrifice? Since you guys are not interpreting or adopting the New Testament and you still dealing with Torah, do y'all perform the animal sacrifices? And if so, don't talk no crazy stuff about African traditional systems, please. Because people love pointing fingers. And then if you really interpret this book, you're like, well, goddamn, they just lifted all of the customs out of, you know, Ifa and Yoruba. And it glossed them over and put a new name on it. But it's the same shit. So, again, who, who's he talking to? What are they talking about? You feel me? And and has anyone given you an interpretation of it? Because, you know, if, if you're caught up in these systems and you cannot interpret this stuff and your soul has to bear the responsibility and you got to bear the cross for it all, you know, I think that you should start asking some questions on some chat GPT shit and get you some answers, right? If, if, if your soul depends on it. Therefore, keep in mind how far you have fallen. Repent and perform the deeds you did at first. But if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from his place. And then we go right to 2 Peter 2, 4 to 2, 5. For God did not spare even the angels who sinned. He threw them into hell and gloomy pits of darkness where they are being held until the day of judgment. Right? So what's where's where does earth and where does earth end and hell begin? Because initially he said he threw him into the earth, and then they say he threw him into hell. So where does earth end and hell begin? Right? Because the battle again of, of Armageddon and all of these other places, that is the battle for earth. And then the, the 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 souls that are still trapped in hell will have a redemption period so then you're not going to burn in hell for eternity you're only burning in hell until armageddon happens and then you get freed up but then there's only a thousand years of peace and then what happens after that <sighs> yes we we do know we can speak for the quote-unquote the hasidic jews and the jews on eastern parkway we know for yom kippur they sacrifice thousands of chickens right i've seen that repeatedly on eastern parkway right and they leave those chickens as well they discard of them right then and right there um they don't dispose of them so i don't even know if they're doing that 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 sacrament the right way but that sacrifice should i say um but that's a whole nother conversation so they can be accounted for we know that they do it but uh is the is it is the hebrew israelites is they still doing the right to the levites are they doing animal sacrifices are they providing the the separating the blood from the animal and putting the blood to the right side of the altar and presenting the animal burnt offerings along with incense on the altar to Yahweh. Hmm? 
Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 all allegorical, you know what I'm saying? And we have to dig a little bit deeper to retrieve from the crevices of our own consciousness what this stuff means, you know what I'm saying? Because our world is being lost in literalism while the people who actually understand scripture are engaging in pure symbolism you feel me every single day day in and day out um even the pope when the pope was in congo on thursday he put some tweets out about about fingers and how each finger is ascribed to an astrological body and he said he was speaking about the importance of the middle finger now any um spiritual traditional system you know how important the middle finger is in ceremony i'm not going to get too in debt but for him to be in congo in the congo tweeting about the middle finger <laughs> knowing the importance to that uh sacrimonious ceremonial practice i think that that nigga was down there in ceremony right because i read the itinerary he met in both places he had secret meetings with the jesuits that lasted for like two hours right these were private meetings there was no press allowed or anything of that nature you feel me why is he going to the congo and going to the sudan of all places right making these quote-unquote pilgrimages of peace is what they call them right running through the backyard of the continent in the places where one is the most mineral rich place where the magic derives from and the other is the cradle of civilization where the oldest bones is at and where the oldest pyramids is at for that matter so again we'll we'll be dissecting it and covering this at length next week in our webinar on winning room three on 213 23 you can get your tickets at ktluniversity.com i highly suggest that you pull up and we're going to get more in depth you know in into uh this interpretation the, the the interpretation of symbolism to give you a clear and concise overstanding you know um from our purview of what's being said why it's being said you know what i'm saying so we can get out of the trap of literalism which has led to a lot of confusion and a lot of destruction and a lot of contempt for our people for a while you feel me and it would if we are to get from underneath the thumb of these particular um these backward systems feel me we're gonna have to free our minds our our behinds will follow but as long as they are operating and engaging in the form of mental slavery over our consciousness we can't see ourselves for who and what we are right nor can we interpret scripture we're gonna continuously continuously be uh you know made fun of and, and you know we're gonna be victims and then who wants to be a quote-unquote victim right it's time to raise and ride our victory and say goodbye to victimhood so with that i want to say thank you all for joining us for this 40th 
episode of Sunday Service, Mineral Ministry and Lion Gates Ministry presents 40 Water. Okay. And again, another way to interpret um, the, the this aspect of turning water into wine, right? They say, they actually say water is the, the literal word. Like if you read the word and you read it word for word, and then turn the water into wine is when you interpret it and you give it a level of translation and transliteration where you explain the symbolism of it. You unlock it. You're turning water into wine. You feel me? So I think that we were able to at least create a conversation, you know, on this particular day where, you know, that the people are, are going to be allowed to think and think for themselves. It's important that you come to your own personal conclusions and not always hear my voice in your head as to what it is that you're hearing you know what i'm saying uh, at least we have presented enough to show you that there is a continuity right along the along the quote-unquote book when it comes to scripture dealing with chapter 2 verse 5 i think that we unanimously showed and presented that there is a continuity of language that goes across the book if you read it in that particular way. And with that, I want to say peace, love, and light, Ashe. Ashe. Peace, 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 brother, peace. Okay. Thank you, y'all. Peace. All right, bro. It's a movie. Came in a drought, yeah, they starving the people. Blaming the doubt, make it harder to eat, yo. Not a placebo, that's not a placebo. The food, the art, the clothes. We put this show on the road. The Vatican getting exposed. You better stay on your toes. Repo, telling the land, focus on the ego. Open my heart, let go of the ego. Ran out the ground, I'm stacking up these C-notes. Just
started my venture. The F is for food, the A is for art, the C is for clothes, I'm playing my part. T is for tech, I'm playing it smart. S is for shelter, I stay in the park. Acres are acres get lost in the dark. Be playing a part, be playing it smart. Facts, facts, okay. Yeah. The food, the art, the clothes. We put this show on the road. The Vatican getting exposed. Yeah. You better stay on your toes. Repo, telling the land, focus on the ego. Open my heart, let go of the ego. Ran out the ground, I'm stacking up these C-notes. Thanks, thanks. Fuck it, we gon' put this shit on our back. Found out the hacks, put it underneath the rack. Thanks, thanks. Fuck it, we gon' put this shit on our back. Thanks, thanks. Fuck it, we gon' put this shit on our back. Th